0: Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss Dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson. I'm Matt O'Hara. And I'm Garrett Price. We're back today talking some more Dynasty Fantasy Football in February, which is almost over. It is. You can close, man. Adios. Some yep. recent news going on. Carson Wentz gets traded to the Indianapolis Co- Colts. Coats. Cokes. They're cold. They need a coat. It is February. Up. It's it is. about that time. Yep. So he gets traded there. We're going to talk about some of that. We're also going to talk about new NFL coaches and how that affects your fantasy football players. New coaches. New offensive coordinators. New stuff going on. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: New system. New situation.
0: Carson Wentz has right. got the right stuff. We got new stuff going on. A lot going, here on, a lot going on here in the Dynasty world. Uh, before we get into that, make sure you guys like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you get over there. We have all kinds of fresh Dynasty content coming out there. I got a Di- TJ Hawkinson video coming out on how much Ooh. I love him soon here. So make sure you like and subscribe there. And if you're new to the YouTube channel or even new to the podcast, make sure you get to get to our Facebook group as well and join that group. It's where we have almost 11,000 people on there every single day talking fantasy fo- Dynasty Fans Football. If you're looking for the best Dynasty forum in the world, it's our Facebook group. If you even mention a word redraft, they're going to boot you right out of there. It's all Dynasty it's all the time. No commercials, no nothing, all Dynasty talk. You get in there, you ask yes a question, you're getting 85 replies. Yep. Most of them telling you you're dumb. And that's well, what it's good for. Mostly right? people telling Gary he's dumb over there. <laughs> Not me. I chime in and are like, oh my gosh, you're so Dynasty intellectual not what they say dynasty smart
1: that's a new term
0: <laughs> yeah yeah look at me i'm DS. i'm not street smart street but i am smarts, dynasty smart book smarts and <laughs> dynasty smarts yep. listen if i had to choose between being street smart and dynasty smart smart dynasty smart all day all day it's you're not you're not out on the streets all that often right not yet yeah thank god my yeah. wife uh, yeah, we'll see <laughs> we're almost at eleven thousand members in there so yep it's getting close you Get don't right? in there how long would it take me to count to eleven thousand? Let's find out. Probably like 11,000 seconds. If you start now, I'll go get something to eat. (laughs) I'll see you later. (laughs) Um, So before we get into all that, let's get into the the new coaches. Let's talk some Carson Wentz here. So Carson Wentz goes to a situation where all reports are that he opted to go to Indianapolis. Like that was his destination. Nowhere else was going to work. They trade him to Indianapolis to get a 21 third this year. And then a 22 second that could turn into a first if he plays 75% of the snaps or they play 70% of the snaps and goes to the playoffs. So it's most likely going to become a first-round pick.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's likely how it's – unless there's an injury or they just bench him because he's being – you know, he's not being very efficient. So that's their kind of one saving grace. If they're not going to make the playoffs and they're getting close to that 70% mark, they'll bench him. I I, I guarantee that. Oh, for sure, they absolutely yeah. will.
2: But it's when, – when we were talking before about the possible destinations for Carson Wentz, this was always, like – one. And then there was a big gap and then all the other places he could possibly go. Like this was always the best possible scenario for him. He gets matched up with his old OC, now his his head coach. It's it's a match made in heaven. So there's a lot of pieces to to this that we need to dissect, but I am I'm a big fan of this move. Yeah it's it,
1: it also sounds like they were the only ones really bidding. And that's why it wasn't like a crazy price that, they, that uh, the Philadelphia Eagles went up ended up getting. There was rumors that they wanted three first-rounders for this guy and that they weren't moving off that for a while. And obviously, you know, you, you, you're you not going to get that with only a one-person bidding war. And that's right. it sounded like the Bears kind of had a little bit of a – they tested the waters, but they never made an yeah, offer. Yeah, they never officially made an offer. And that was the only other team that was really even sniffing around for Carson Wentz.
2: Well, he's got the big deal, and I think right. that's the hard part is there's the gamble of – Is he going to be back to who he was, which I believe he will. But is he going to be back? And you're going to have to pay a lot of money for a guy that's also been injured quite a bit. So there's definitely risk involved. But the name of the game in the NFL is find your franchise quarterback. There's not many guys that could be a franchise quarterback available. Carson Wentz was one of those guys.
0: He reunites with Frank Wright, his, his quarterback's coach, his offensive coordinator back in 2017 when he had his best year, not only in fantasy football, but also in the NFL as well. And then there's like almost NFL MVP mm-hmm. talk yep. there. In Super Flex Leagues, he was a darling going top five. You had to give up multiple first-round picks to get him. And then all the weapons disappear in Philly. He, he, just, he, he just tanks his accuracy, his decision-making, his movement in the pocket all looked terrible last year. Rumors coming out that he can't take hard coaching, but he's mm-hmm. going with Frank Wright, who knows how to coach him because he him. already coached him successfully. He's going to have some much better offensive weapons here and offense as a whole where he did have Jalen Rager there and then a whole bunch of other hurt guys. Uh, his tight ends aren't as good with no Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz, but he does have Michael Pittman Jr. He does have Paris Campbell there, and of course he has a much better offensive line in Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines, which will which should realistically make everything easier on Wentz. It should really slow things down for him yep. and build this rapport with Pittman, with Campbell. And of course, there's a lot of news out there that they're still looking to bring in possibly exactly. another veteran wide receiver that could help the whole offense. And they have, the,
2: they have the cap space to
0: do it. I Tons mean, of cap space, there's, yeah.
2: there's nobody that is off limits for them. Like if Chris Godwin isn't franchised, if Allen Robinson is still available, like whoever the top guy is, I think they're going to be at least sniffing
0: around at trying to, to get that guy. You know, know what I haven't heard anything about, which is a real sneaky move here, which is not, even well, not sneaky, but nobody's talking about it. What do the Colts need right now? What position on offense do they need? Tight end. Okay. Yep. Who's available? Who's about to be available at tight end? Hunter Henry. Henry. No, Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz. Oh, from the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. Also true. Also true. Who, also true. who <laughs> yeah. was Carson Wentz's it's favorite true. target. Yep. And he's right now most likely going to be leaving Philly as well. Indianapolis has some of the top money in free agency. Sure. That would, might be a nice little parent there. Indianapolis, a veteran, a tight end that can move that really opens up the middle of the field for them with Jonathan Taylor. Zach Ertz could see a nice... That I think Zach Ertz is worth a buy in Dynasty Fantasy Football right now. Just on the upside... Well, on the hope that, that Wherever happens. he goes, there's upside. But on the upside of Indianapolis alone, like you could talk about, oh, he goes uh, in New England. Everyone's talking about New England because that's always been... No, Gronk dominated in New England. doesn't mean yeah. it's just a tight end... Like number one tight end factory. Right. I would love to see Ertz go back to somebody, somewhere where Carson Wentz gets a familiar face, yep. and not only a familiar face, but his favorite face to throw a football at. Yeah. You know? I'm gonna throw this at your
1: face. I'm gonna throw right at your face, Zach.
0: It's okay. Hey, it's better than not your face. It's way harder to catch that way. That's so, true. I mean, we could look. We hit it, him in the chest. No, hit him in the face. In year one of what Ertz goes to Indianapolis, with Wentz, I mean, we're looking at top six tight end again. Behind the offensive line, in the sure. middle of that field, in a dome, that'd be a fantastic land spot. And right now, Ertz is pretty affordable at Dynasty. So if you're looking, if you need a tight end, say you're, say this, 20, this 2021 draft class is very deep, definitely in Superflex leagues. And you're, you're a competitor, you're, you have a good team, and you're sitting there right around pick two, eight, two nine, Don't be afraid to maybe try and offer that with, Ertz, like, hey, I'll give you two eight, I'll give you two nine, give me Ertz on the upside. One, even if he doesn't sign with Indy, he's gonna go somewhere. Sure. He's still gonna be a viable weapon. I agree with that. Yep. But the fact that he, if he goes to Indy, that could be a that could be a difference between you winning a championship.
2: For sure. Yeah, he could absolutely be one of those top six guys. I do wanna I do want to throw this out real quick because I found this interesting. Uh and and I don't know that there's a lot of actionable things we can do with it, but what about the whole thing with Michael Pittman Jr. not willing to give Carson Wentz number 11? How, like, I, I don't want to read into it too much, but traditionally, if you get a new quarterback in and they want a number, the quarterback gets that number.
0: Yeah, but still, that's like, that's like all of a sudden you, uh, you're you using the bathroom and your turd looks up like, oh, I want to be flushed in spring water. It's like, no, turd, you get the water you deserve, flush. So so you're out on Carson Wentz, he's a turd? Uh, last year, was he not a turd furred? I, I'm not saying he wasn't. I am. <laughs> I'm just saying.
2: Wait, what are you stri- Now tap, I'm
0: confused. <laughs> what water. are you saying? I'm just saying Michael Pittman came here as a rookie. He wants to be like the number one receiver. Sure. He uh, He's obviously very fond of the Levin. Yep. You know, Carson Wentz calls him. And he's like, hey, what do you think about Levin? He's like, I love it. And he's like, oh, that's cool, man. Cause I was thinking about getting a different number anyways. It's cool, man. You know, like, like a little doofus, like a little, like a turnfer. And uh, I'm, I'm okay with it. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't I have know any I, issue with it, but. That that's not
2: traditionally like the good feel good story. Like quarterback and his receiver are doing great
0: together. Guy, like it's guy the, that's
1: going to be feeding you the rock.
0: It's the opposite <laughs> end of the narrative. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because you didn't take it. Bend the knee. Yeah. Ah, sorry, Carson. I was here first. Dibs.
1: Dibs. <laughs> Indeed. I <laughs> like mean, my, obviously, it's, it's. I mean, that's clear.
0: My favorite number is twenty-seven. I don't know what Michael Pittman's. Th- Favorite number is, but you know, number one, number one, it's Probably a good, two 11. good numbers. So I'm it could be a number a, 11. This point, <laughs> what have you got a 11. tattoo? What have you already got a tattoo with this number 11? You he don't could. know. And, I was, and then all of a sudden they trade for this turdy Fergie quarterback. That what, well, for the 20, 20- <laughs> okay, Carson Wentz is not bad for t- 2020. was really bad. Oh, we're basing everything on last year. Now. Hey, this is, the is NFL, this is our analysis. This is the NFL. What have you done for is me? Carson lately? Wentz a good quarterback. Yes or no. Uh, He's an okay quarterback. Okay. Right now. He's okay. All right. Right now, okay. If you're starting a franchise, you're going to name more than half of the NFL quarterbacks right now. You take over them right now.
2: No, I would not. Yes, you would. I guarantee I wouldn't. False. I would take him over. Kirk Cousins. Let's middle of the road guys. Uh,
0: We're going to go through all the guys now.
2: I would take him above Kirk Cousins. I would take him above. Uh,
0: Jimmy Jared Garoppolo, Goff,
2: Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo, <laughs> uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater will be a starter in 2021. Exactly. Who that's, called that, by the way? That's sure you did. Good, guy, good work. Good work. Uh, but no, he's he would definitely be in my top 15. Absolutely.
0: Okay, that's fine. Listen, can Carson Wentz turn around 100%? Absolutely. Like, I'm not saying he can't turn around, but. You called him a turd. Listen, quarterbacks can be broken, they a can be piece broken of poop. If he's on my dynasty team, I'm not overly optimistic. Like, he's not my starting quarterback. So that's fine. You're a starting quarterback in the NFL, but hey, so was Andy Dalton last year. You gonna put him out here and try to win a championship? I am trying to win. I'm trying to win Dynasty Fantasy Football Championships, <laughs> all right? Is do I feel confidence Carson Wentz is gonna get me there? That trof- trophy? No. In a super flex, you
1: wouldn't take him as your QB two?
0: Reluctantly. Reluctantly. Oh, I would do it all day. I
1: think that's a high upside play in a super For flex. Sure.
0: Him going in these the he, best it, case scenario. Exactly. It's high. Yeah. It's, it's high upside.
1: I, I think you made I you kind of glanced over, I think, the biggest point here. And and it was the Philadelphia offensive line gave up 65 sacks total last year. 50 of them were to Carson Wentz. The next closest team alone, the whole team got 50. So, I mean, they were the offensive the worst offensive line by, by 15 far. sacks by a four, lot.
0: Four more sacks he's laying on his back comfortably.
1: And and <laughs> and with Phillip Rivers as the quarterback in Indianapolis, they only they only gave up, it was like 30 or something like that. They were second in the whole league yeah. in um, giving up sacks last year. It, and obviously, Phillip Rivers got rid of the ball very quickly and, and dumps it off to his running backs. He's not going to get hit a whole bunch. But he's not fleet of foot at all. Like I mean, that guy's running in, in sand. You know what I mean? Right.
2: Well, and on top of all of that, he doesn't even have to carry the team. Right. We, we saw at the end of the season last year, the running game can do just fine on its just own.
0: fine. Listen. Yeah. I am not here just to poo-poo on Carson Wentz. Seems like you were. It's just right now, like, I'm not – I like the move. It's a great move. But I love the running game there. Uh, Let's see how he's utilized there in Indianapolis. Let's see if Paris Campbell will stay healthy. I love Michael Pittman Jr. Let's see if they get Zach Ertz. So, let's – Let's wait and see.
1: So now that we've dissected the Carson Wentz is a turd aspect of this whole trade. Let's talk about the nugget. (laughs) Let's talk about all the little nuggets around him. Come on, man. Like, like how, how does this affect the running game? Like, like you just said, um, yeah, you know, like the 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 running, the the, the running, the running game. Yeah. The, the dump off passes from Phillip rivers last year aren't necessarily going to be there. Yeah. Because traditionally, I don't think that that Carson Wentz is a guy that used his running backs a whole heck of a lot. Not definitely not at the clip that Philip Rivers did, because we all know nobody, Rivers, did. Exactly.
2: Phillip Rivers, nobody did exactly. Philip
1: Rivers, you know, used it more than any other but uh, quarterback he, he did use
2: he did use Miles Sanders and Boston Scott quite a bit. Um, both those guys were,
1: I think this past season he did, but, but it was in, you know, historically it wasn't like you're getting gaudy numbers. No, it's not, out you of, know, what out Brady
2: and breeze right. and you know, all the old guys that can't, can't move. Right. Exactly. You know, it's not what they're doing, but I, I still think we're, we're going to be looking at around league average.
1: Okay. So, so, I mean, how do you guys feel about Naheem Hines and Jonathan Taylor now that they're not going to be getting. I think the volume that they got last year.
0: Mark, that, that's still gonna be an It's still the offensive system they're running. It's not like he dictates that they're gonna run. They utilized Naheem Hines a lot on the, on the out. They moved in the slot some, I and mean, he was the third most targeted. I know, And I know Phillip Rivers has something to do that I was say, well. you, you say
1: I know that, the receivers but were hurt. Look at look, at Sandy, look Sandy... San Diego the year before. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I <laughs> Los San Diego. Angeles. Lock it though. Los Angeles um, the year before and then compare him to, to last year when Phillip Rivers wasn't there. There was a big drop-off in the amount of passes getting thrown. Well, the Austin
0: Eckler back. was hurt from
1: a lot of the year, too, though. I know, so there, there's...
0: And those guys... And Justin Jackson wasn't really a pass-catcher running back there. Yeah. Uh, uh, UCLA running back, oh my God. Uh, Josh Kelly, Kelly Josh wasn't, Kelly. you know, yeah. unnecessarily a necessarily pass-catcher running back. So that... When you watch Austin Eckler, is going to come back next year, and then he will be utilized there. Well, They have
1: have a whole new offensive system. We're going to be talking about the Chargers situation here soon.
0: So I don't think – I think, like, when you have weapons, if you're going to be a successful NFL coach, you adapt and you utilize the best weapons you have at hand. Right now, in Indianapolis, the best weapons they have on hand that we know for a fact are Naheem Hines and Jonathan Taylor in the offensive line. So they're going to utilize it. I mean, Naheem Hines was extremely effective. We saw even – but I liked, I, I did a whole video on YouTube about Naheem Hines, why you should go buy him. You, you have to go watch this video and why I think he's probably, if you're a contender, the number one buy right now in, in Dynasty for a running back who's extremely affordable. He was the third most targeted running back. But not only on top of that, what I liked about Naheem Hines last year was he was also pretty efficient on the ground. He ran tough and he ran well. And even in the playoff game, he ran for 73 yards on the ground and looked good it. It wasn't like a fluke run, right? No, it wasn't a good like, runner. oh, yeah, he was 73 yards, but a 65-yard run. He runs and he takes hits. So I think the best thing for Carson Wentz, what makes me think he can take a step forward, is the game could just get a lot easier on him mentally where the offensive line and that running game and the safety net of a guy like Naheem Hines. That's why I love the addition of a guy like Zach Ertz, that safety net in the middle there. Where if you have Jonathan Taylor and you have Naheem Hines and Zach Ertz on the outside as well in that middle as your safety net to done the ball off to, you, those numbers help. I mean, look, we saw Ryan Tannehill strive using that, right? We struck Thrive. Uh, strive, thrive. You know, I'm not Dr. Seuss. And we saw we saw that make him a quarterback one, right? Not the big plays, it's being efficient right. and getting what's given to you over the middle of the field. So and we're gonna talk about that later too.
2: Yeah, I, but Michael Pittman, despite the, you know, not great narrative to start, I think he's still going to have a very good season with Carson Wentz, Paris Campbell, and then if T.Y. Hilton does come back, I think that would still be an, a nice trio with those other two guys taking a, a bigger chunk into his his workload, but it's going to be mostly Michael Pittman and Paris Campbell.
1: I, I think you're right because, I mean, I think Wentz, is the, when he was doing well, he was throwing to a guy like Alshon Jeffrey, six foot, mm-hmm. you know, six foot three, 220 pounds, and I think Michael Pittman Jr. can slide right into that kind of role. It's not that Alshon Jeffrey was ever like this big time wide receiver one, but he was a nice, solid wide receiver two for, sure. for the, all those
2: years with with, with Carson Wentz. And, and heaven forbid would... that they end up adding Allen Robinson, Juju, right, Chris right. Godwin.
1: I mean, know. that would obviously you know he would take a hit, but I I still think he's young enough that he he'll develop enough that in you know two or th- sure. two or three years from now he'll he'll still be able to take over that wide receiver one role on that team regardless of who they sign. Yep.
0: So uh, uh, so before we move on, okay, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Does so it cost more than 250? How much is Carson Wentz going to cost you? Like, what are you willing to pay for Carson Wentz right now? You sound you for sure are buying. Yep. Let's start here. Are you buying?
1: Uh I, I am in
0: super flex okay, so right super flex yep. yeah. Superflex. Okay, so Superflex only. So let's start right. here. Let's just one QB.
1: Who Who cares, right? You, you don't There's no cr- point in talking about QBs
0: yeah. and QB. Superflex league like, right now. What's the highest you would give up pick wise for
2: Carson Wentz? So the hardest part about all this, and I'm learning this as I'm playing with different people, I would give way more for any quarterback than most people would.
0: Well, the harder you play with those people, you know, it's... Uh... Well,
2: that's why I ended up getting uh, on a recent startup. I got, like, Carson Wentz at, like, pick, like quarterback 20. But That was before he got traded. I was thinking ahead. Anyway, uh, I would be more than happy to give uh, a mid-first and uh, a high second. Like, both. Oh, to, to go get So
0: it. you're giving up, like, one six in a super flex draft. Mm-hmm and two, two one two one yep oh no way
1: i think that's a little rich for me i think you're right on when you say you're willing to give up but, but i mean a
0: little
2: too much well, here's for the me thing. as well I, you, you, I mean an above average quarterback is is worth about two firsts yes i think he's at least average
1: you have to at least throw in a first and then work from there obviously no matter what when you're talking quarterbacks that are going to be startable you know what I mean? And like, like you said, if you start moving above average and stuff, you're going to be getting into the first and second. I'm not sure I'd want to give that high of a second. You're talking about doing 2-1 or something like that? Mm-hmm. Is that what you mentioned? Yeah, you yeah I would do 1-6 and 2-1. Yeah, and no you problem. agree to that? Mm-hmm. I think that is a little bit rich for me. Um, but I'd be okay, you know, if you were in the middle, giving both, you know, first and second, middle of the rounds in both of them easily. And I'd feel 1-6 and 2-6? Yeah, I'd feel real good about that.
0: Yep. Yeah, I'd feel a little bit better about um, – yeah, see that's the thing. If he hits, then you, that's hot. Then you 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 stole him, right? Right. And this is such a good draft class. I guess that's fair. Yeah, I I agree with that. I'll agree. I w- I wouldn't want to give it. Chances are you would have to. That's because what, most that's people are going to pay. make you pay that. Because one six, I mean, in Superflex, super flex, you're, you're getting Jamar. You're possibly getting Jamar Chaser, Devonta
2: Smith, Devonta Smith,
0: Kyle, Travis Etienne, Kyle Pitts. If it's telling premium, you're getting Kyle Pitts there, so mm. it's. It's going to be – obviously, after a draft, we know – you said you yeah. talk all you want about Mac Jones when he goes pretty high. If he goes high, he's going to be a good super flex pick. So sure. – and that's what you're looking toward. Do you want to – like, would you rather gamble on, like, Mac Jones in Pittsburgh, Mac Jones in New England, or Carson Wentz? And keep the second.
2: Yeah. I, I would rather gamble personally on, on – Wentz? Wentz over Mac Jones.
1: Me too, because I think, you, you know, you've seen – he was – I mean, on a points-per-game basis in, what was it, 2017 or 18, he was – he was the, the quarterback two overall in the yeah. points game basis. And, and mean, even this
2: season, before the wheels yeah. started falling off, he was a top-12 quarterback. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't until the second half of the year that everything just fell apart.
0: He did produce early in the year. We did talk mm-hmm. about him. Like, wow, as much as going on, Carson Wentz is still producing at a high level. So I think 1-6 and 2-6 in a super flex is a little fair. I, I'm with Matt. Like, 1-6 and 2-1. You're giving up two mm-hmm. starters there and sure. another quarterback. I guess it all really depends on how bad I need a quarterback. And even, even yeah. before I pulled that trigger, I would be kind of like, see what other quarterback would be sure. out there for him. But sure. upside, like, so if you had to guess, Matt, does he rebound for 2021? Does Carson Wentz, is Carson Wentz a top 15 quarterback in fantasy football in 2021? I think
1: he is right around there, 14 or 15. I think he rebounds. I You know, I think the weapons are better. Like you said, the, you know, the offensive line is vastly better. And now that he's getting coached up by a guy that, I think knows how to teach him and knows how to uh, relate to him. Um, I think he's going to respond to that.
0: No, in the system. Yep, yeah, obviously. Yeah,
1: I would say somewhere between
0: twelve and fifteen. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm comfortable right around that fifteen range as well. Uh, who okay, who who has more fancy points, Trevor Lawrence or Carson Wentz in 2021?
1: Ooh.
0: For 2021, I'll give the
2: slight nod to Wentz. Long term, obviously not, but. For, for the first year. I think
1: Trevor can beat
0: him. I'm going, yep, it's possible. It's possible. I think, he's I think, giving a slight nod, I'm giving a big nod. I think, I'm like Trevor, I think Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor can beat him. Yeah. Uh, what me. about Baker Mayfield or oh. Carson? <laughs> Easily Baker Mayfield. Well, Baker, why don't we Baker talk Mayfield about the was other was end of top, this? Baker Mayfield is a top nine quarterback um, after that bad weather game, the second half of the year, and he gets OBJ back, and he's gonna be the second year of the system. Quar- Baker Mayfield might be quarterback one overall. Quarterback. I don't know. I don't know. But let's talk about the other side <laughs> I of don't this. Know. Hertz, Jalen Hurts, or Wentz? Oh,
2: Wentz. All right. Well, let's talk about Jalen Hurts because I'm, I'm, I agree. I would rather have Wentz. So would I as well. But I don't think that's the general consensus. I think most people either have them very equal or maybe even a slight nod to Hurts.
0: Well, yeah, because Hurts has got the rushing ability. But here's the thing. Here's the thing I'm worried about Hurts right now, today. Right? Mm -hmm. Today I'm worried about. We don't know if the Eagles are going to take a quarterback at six. We don't know. It's possible. It's very possible. I mean. Jalen Hurts is a second round pick, right? They don't own him any, like they don't own anything. And yeah, he looked good last year, but you know, I I'm somewhat concerned about that. And the weapons in Philadelphia right now, too. They're going to get rid of probably Zach Hurts. They have Jalen Rager, who we like mm-hmm. as well. Do they utilize that? For, we're, like that, like you mentioned, the offensive line's not very good. The team's not good as a whole. Right. So you're mostly looking at Jalen Hurts to. Help your fantasy team with his rushing ability. Yep. And that's something that you can stop at the next level. Jalen Hurts is going to go into 2021 with a lot more film on him now than he did in 2020. And we saw that the NFL defenses can learn how to shut that down pretty efficiently. So for me, I think Jalen Hurts, like, I'm not buying him I'm not and I'm not selling him. Does that make sense? Like, I'm not, if I own him, I'd rather I'd rather like see if he's gonna hit. hit. See if he's gonna hit.
1: I think I think Philadelphia is gonna see what they have in him this year. I mean, they're they're the second they're the second to the bottom of of cap space right now. They're Mm -hmm. close to thirty eight million under. Like you know, they're negative thirty eight million right now. Um, So I don't think they can afford to like. I know. I think they're they're going to start tearing this team down a little bit more before they can start building it back up. And I don't see personally why you would start that with a young quarterback and not be able to surround him with some pieces. So I think this is a year where they find out if they got some pieces. I think so too. And, and they find out if they have something in Jalen Hurts.
2: And if not, they'll have another top six pick.
1: And ex- exactly. And if they don't, next year when this when this all rolls around and their and their cap space clears up a little bit, and maybe they can bring in a, a veteran wide receiver. Because a lot of these people that are out there right now might only be signing real short-term deals because of the, the situation with the cap. Sure. So I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these people end up landing back out in free agency next year and they can they can kind of dibble-dabble and and... and when they have a little bit more room and space, and, and kind of build around a young qu- quarterback a year from now,
0: I think it all boils down to who's there at six. Like, I, I bet, I bet, I bet they'll have a couple of quarterbacks on their board. Like, okay, if he's here at six, we're taking him, yeah. you know. And then if not, they're they're going to go elsewhere. They we'll could
1: lose. be a, They could be a prime trade back though, a candidate as well. Come draft, pick up for, additional if, assets. exactly, pick up some additional it, assets
0: that and, are cheaper and, and, contracts. Exactly. What would you sell Wentz for right or Hertz uh, for right now? So say. Say somebody's a Philly fan or just a Hertz fan in general. Sure. They love him like he's gonna rush. He's yep. the next. He's he's Kyler Moore, Murray. That you know, poor man's Kyler Murray. They come up to you, Superflex League one four. Are you taking one four for Wentz or uh, Hertz?
1: One four in a Superflex League.
0: I think I would. Oh, I would one hundred percent. I mean, I
1: definitely would. Because I'd go yeah. top.
0: I I would take a top. I know I said okay I wouldn't sell, it, but if you offer me for a player I took in the second round last year, if you offer me anywhere from probably around pick one eight up, and I had a chance to get a guy like Kyle Pitts, Devontae Smith, you know Jamar, if I had a guy to get like that, yeah. uh, I would probably gamble she, there.
1: If if I took Jalen Hurts last year, which I I don't have any shares of him or anything, I have like one. That, do you? That's it, it would it would have been because this exact scenario I wanted to cash out after one year. Like it would have been a lottery ticket ticket pick for me. So if I was able to turn a second round pick into a, a high first round pick, I would do it hands down easily. Just flip of the coin. I, yeah, I, mean, I want to make sure that I'm getting, go.
2: I'm getting another quarterback yeah, that, right. that I want. And so like, I think that's why I would need like right around four, because I think that, you know, it's possible that Justin Fields could be there. Zach Wilson will be there. Trey Lance will be there. Like one of those, well, those guys, guys will be there, will be there for me. And at this point, I think I feel comfortable enough with all of them yeah. being, Decently long-term starters. That, that Trey I Lance has some nice
1: tools. I was I was digging into his he 2019 really tape the other day. He looks really Uber impressive. Athletic. Yeah, very impressive. Yeah. Big arm. Yeah, yeah. He could be. He could be like. We'll save that for another show, but yeah, I, we'll talk I, about my, him that. That was <laughs> so like, my quick analysis. Was, so real quick,
0: yeah. <clears throat> I ran a poll last week or five days ago on if people are selling or holding Hertz. Seventy-one percent said sell. Interesting. I
1: mean, I think that's I think that's the play because I I. I don't personally believe that he's got an NFL arm. I know that I've said this in the past about guys like Lamar Miller and, and they they it. Twi- I don't think Lamar Miller does, to be fair. I, I think Jackson. you were right on that. You're right on the ball. Lamar Jackson, you oh, you, oh. this guy, this guy. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> that I still, running back's I still... <laughs> arm is terrible. <laughs> I still don't think Lamar Jackson has a great arm. You know what right. I mean? They're they're working around. I think his deficiencies, and they might well, his
2: have, athleticism is very different. Than I
1: was that was going to be my endpoint. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say they, they they cover up a lot of his deficiencies with his athleticism, and I don't think Jalen Hurts has the exact same kind of athleticism that Jalen. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Dang
0: it? Yeah, they're night and day different. I mean, like, Lamar Jackson, Lamar like, Miller, like, DK, DK Metcalf's a man, and I'm a man.
1: But you guys are completely
0: different. But we might as well be now, two completely that, different species. <laughs> honestly. the guy is nine days. So, but I mean, that's dynasty fantasy football for you as a whole, right? Like finding the, the right point to buy and sell players. That's right. you. Know, it, it's easy to say, "Oh, I want to build a dynasty." But the key to building a successful dynasty is treating it like the stock market all the time. Finding right opportunities to buy and sell players. So mm-hmm. this is this is one of those opportunities, right? Do you buy or do you sell? Because if you buy Jalen Hurts and it hits, then you, you, you did well. If you didn't, then you just set your team back a little bit because you just trade away one four, one five, sure. one six, and on a player. When you look back on two years from now, going, what was I doing? You know, right. and because a lot of times, more times than not, when you sell, that ends up being a better decision. On, on spike players like yep, that, those, those flashes players. in the pan. I was gonna pan, say it's yeah. not always,
1: but on players like this that are are, are kind of flashing the pan. I mean, Miles Sanders last year was this, you know, like big flash in the pan. Another another Philadelphia player, and he he completely tanked the year. You know what I mean? You you can't get anywhere close to what you could have gotten
2: at the beginning of, of last season. It's funny. I was like super out last year. I'm like super in on Miles Sanders this year. The prices dropped. drastically. Right. Price well, yeah, that's yep. Well, yeah, absolutely. Super in. Well, we
0: loved, when we talked about Miles Sanders, we said, like, I loved Miles Sanders' tape. When I was, I watched every single game yep. of him in college. And I absolutely loved him coming out. He was my number two running back. But even if somebody that loved Miles Sanders coming out, when that spike hit, I was like, you have to sell Miles Sanders. Like, if you, even if, even if he becomes awesome, this is the this is fair value if he's awesome and he's never done anything. Right. So that's that's finding the right opportunities to buy, the right opportunities to sell. And like Garrett said, now that script is completely flipped. And now Miles Sanders is affordable. You know, Joe Mixon, you just did a video on Joe Mixon. Now's the time to buy Joe Mixon because the investment isn't as much. So you don't lose yep. as much. It's it's a lot of times when you're putting yourself out there and you're giving up three first in a player. It's like when you give up a lot, that hurts your dynasty team long term for one asset. You so you gotta
2: hit if you're doing that. You yeah. have no wiggle room.
0: So let's move on to uh, some of our coaches. We talked about Carson Wentz for well, quite before, a bit.
2: Well, before we do that, you were mentioning how you know we have to look at this like the stock market. Yes. And that's exactly what our guys at predictionstrike.com yes. do. And I thought you were segueing into that. That was going to be so, so perfect. So did I. Did you see the glint yeah, in my eyes? Yeah, I think eyes? we were like, man, Rich, you're on the ball. Yeah, of the course. I was like, this is one smooth transition. Look at that. Yeah. Of course I was. But that's exactly what they do uh, at predictionstrike.com. Had you bought Carson Wentz before the, the Indy deal, I'm sure his stock has got to be higher right now. Jared, look it up for us. I, I'm sure Carson Wentz's value on there has to be higher. I don't know. You can tell us later. But those are the types of deals that you got to be looking ahead. What guys are going to gain value? What guys are going to lose value? We've seen all kinds of stuff on the stock market and stuff lately, but this is a chance where we get to do what we know best. You might not know about Bitcoin. You might not know about all these companies to invest in, but you know what? You probably know about players because you listen to dynasty nerds. That's what we talk about. And we're going to be talking about all of these rookies to invest in. You might want to invest in a guy like Trevor Lawrence. I don't know. You? He might be good. He might be. We'll I've, heard of,
1: I've heard a good thing or two about
0: him. <laughs> And you might want to invest in his receiver DJ truck as well. Oh, uh, mm, invest, mm, invest, mm, invest. We're going to be talking about him very shortly.
2: Yes. So simply visit predictionstrike.com, download their app. They have an app on the app store. Anytime that you can use an app for me that automatically elevates you. I do most of the things uh, on my phone, sign up today with the promo code dynasty to receive 10 free dollars for your first deposit of $20 more dollars or more. That's Code Dynasty to receive $10 free with your first deposit of $20 or more.
0: Yeah, and then spend that $10 on Curtis Samuel because he's awesome. What do, you, what do you guys know about Dog Coin?
1: <laughs> it's Doge, dude. <laughs> no, right? I, I know
2: that, dude. I know it's not a, a I, I, coin I thought base it so was so Dodge. So. Hey, <laughs>
0: I did buy Carson Wentz. Did you? Yeah, and my portfolio with Carson Wentz is up 15%. Hey, nice. look at yeah. that. You want to be 15% richer like our friend Jared over there? <laughs> Get on predictionstrike.com right now. Inve- right. Yeah. Why invest in stuff you don't know about? Right. This is invest what we know about you know. prediction strike. So let's talk NFL coaches. Let's start with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I hire Urban Meyer. Okay. So Urban Meyer comes in, brings in Daryl Bevel as his offensive coordinator, who was previously with the Lions. Uh, he'll call plays as OC, but according to Urban Meyer, he said he's going to adapt to his vision. Uh, Brian Schonheimer is the passing in coordinator. Now, Urban Meyer, we know about Urban Meyer is he always utilized a mobile quarterback, and he ran the ball a lot as well. Over the last two years at Ohio State in 2018, he ran the ball 49% of the time and passed 51% of the time. Mm, and that's that some
1: nice balance.
0: That, well, that's the most he's ever passed in his entire college career. By not, It's an outlier season sure. for him. Because even in 2017, he passed the ball 45% and ran the ball 55%, which is his norm, if you look Mm -hmm. at his whole career as a coach. And he's been quoted as saying, you need to run the ball to have a successful offense. And what's nice about Herb, though, is Herb didn't just utilize the running back, which has me somewhat optimistic about Leviska Chenault. If you remember his days at Florida, he he utilized Percy Harvin a lot. And in Ohio State, he utilized Curtis Samuel as somebody who would run the ball as well. And I know Daryl Bevel was that had a pass happy offense with Matt Stafford. They threw the ball a ton there. But when he was with uh, Minnesota and Seattle, when he had Adrian Peterson and Marshawn Lynch, he also ran the ball a ton. And when they're most likely going to draft a guy like Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence can run. Like he's a mobile oh yeah, quarterback, a very good athlete. Forty games, he ran. For, he had two hundred thirty one carries for nine hundred forty three yards and eighteen touchdowns, which is good for one point four point one yards per carry. So this is a good situation for Trevor Lawrence. I just waited out once they hired Urban Meyer. This is great news for James Robinson. And people great were like, oh, effort. why? I was like, well, turns out James Robinson last year was a top five running back in PPR leagues, and the team ran the ball only 17.6 times a game last year. And that should increase significantly, which should help him out. Also, Urban Meyer, his offense, loves to utilize like his star players and put them in position to succeed. And right now, I mentioned LaVisca Chanel. I like his upside here with Urban Meyer and Daryl Belvoir calling the plays. But we mentioned that we talked about DJ Shark. DJ Shark right now should benefit as a top primary passing weapon in this game. And last year, he's somebody who saw 92 targets. 31 of those targets were actually deep balls. But he only caught 11 of those. Uh, He only caught 10 of those. But 11 of them were only catchable. So he Mm -hmm. caught 10 of the 11 that were catchable. And again, Trevor Lawrence is somebody who comes in, has a really nice deep ball Mm -hmm. and accurate deep ball. So I really like where this is going with DJ Shark, James Robinson and Trevor Lawrence. That's a really good core. And then you throw in a guy like LaVisca Chenault, their second round pick last year, mm-hmm. who could be a nice versatile weapon that I think urban and bevel can get the most out of compared to like what Marone and them last year here is. I look for this offense to take a big step forward. I look for them to add another piece, you know, I think it's tight end as well. I could see them adding
2: a tight end somewhere,
0: which again, they utilize, you know, herb yeah. likes to tight end when he gets them. I mean, he had guys like Aaron Hernandez, uh, back in the day, Trey Burton, Back in the day, when he utilized them, Ohio State never really had that big tight, tight end. But when Irv That's, had those, they used them. So, to me, this both, is... Both off- those
1: guys are smaller move type of guys, so maybe they'll be looking for somebody like that.
0: Like an Irv Smith Jr. Sure. kind of guy Revin like that. Revin Jordan, baby. There you go. Oh, that'd be a great fit. <laughs> I would love Revin Jordan. There. That'd be a great second-round pick for the Jackson. That'd be a big skyrocket for him there. For sure. They're, 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 this is an offense where I could see the Jaguars... Anytime you had a guy like Trevor Lawrence... Start to take not little steps forward, but big steps forward. And when you take a big step forward the quality quarterback, your fantasy players are going to benefit. So I think the way Urban Meyer coaches and call his his plays, this is really good news right now as it stands for DJ Shark and James Robinson. I think James Robinson benefits the most, Mm -hmm. where you can ride him to a championship next year. And then I would look to – like that's the time to get – I think after the end of the 2021 season – would be a you're going to get really good return on a guy like James Robinson who can get on the outside very well the speed and also has very good vision. Yep.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I I do envision his uh, him as a two to three year window type of guy. But you mentioned it, man. Like that's that's Herb's game. He's going to try to he's going to try to run and run and run. Get everyone creeping up and then and then dump passes long. Uh, you know, over the top once everyone starts committing kind of to the run. Um, so I love all the fits that you were talking about. The one thing you didn't really mention is the running game, like you said. You kind of alluded to it with the Percy Harbing stuff, but LaVisca Chenault's going to be getting the balls on reverses and all sorts of stuff like that, which which is just another another way he, he likes to get everyone sucked up close to the line of scrimmage so he can hit big plays, you know, over the top. So I, I love the fit there. Like you said, the the the, the three guys that you mentioned, I think – are all going to benefit from this offense and anyone else that they bring in? You know, you could always, you know, could he reunite with a, a Curtis Samuel type of guy? Sure. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more. I think in, in our free agent uh, show next um, during the Nerd Herd show, but Ooh, that'd be nice. I, I definitely see, you know, some so, some adding adding a piece wouldn't be a bad thing because yep. I, I think I think Herb always likes to have a lot of weapons.
2: Well, and it's perfect that that Urban Myers is coming from. You know, coming from the college game, because even though they've started to bleed into each other a lot more, there are some differences. Mm-hmm. And you're getting a quarterback that is just recently out of college. So I expect them to run a lot of college concepts. R-
1: RPO type of stuff. Some RPO. Yep, absolutely. Uh
2: Herb even described his offense because he runs almost exclusively shotgun, mm-hmm. but he described his offense as a power running game through the spread, like that, those were his own words. And that's basically what he's going to do. So uh, I, I think that we're going to see a lot of, a lot of running of the football, uh, but we, we know that Trevor Lawrence is also this, you know, once in a generation type talent. So I think that herb and bevel are also smart enough to adapt to the strengths of Trevor Lawrence. So uh, even though I think that they will rely on the run game a lot, I wouldn't be shocked at all to see them really open it up at times and let Trevor Lawrence do what he does best.
1: And and another thing, you know, piggybacking off what you said about him, you know, coming in from the college game and and, and Trevor Lawrence obviously being fresh from the college game, I think they'll be able to grow into the NFL together. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll start off in, in year one and be a lot of college concepts and kind of as they as they both kind of figure out what works and what doesn't i think you'll see it kind of morphing into a different offense maybe a little less rpo so they so he's not taking so many big hits from these sure. uh, you know nfl style guys as opposed to the college guys he's used to getting hit by so i i could see uh, an evolution i think in the next 2 to 3 years of this offense as well
2: awesome
0: all right let's move on to the next coach here matt you want to tell us a little bit about the new york jets and what they did in the head coaching department
1: um, I would love to, except I just lost my spot there. Oh,
0: he lost his spot. So I, oh, I, yeah, I got it. Robert, Robert Sala.
1: Up. Oh, there, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> Robert Sala is the head coach. Uh, Mike Michael LaFleur obviously is the OC who is brother of Matt LaFleur, the, uh, Green Bay Packers head coach. Um, he's going to most likely bring in the same style, you know, West coast, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan-esque, um, style offense into the, into the Jets system and, and, you know, to me, that points to you know a, a number one wide receiver getting fed the ball. They're going to be doing some some zone uh, running scheme stuff, and, and there's going to be getting involved with the tight end over the middle. So uh, you know the the obviously they don't have a, a viable running back at this point. Um, so that's something that's probably going to come through the draft or or via free agents. I think I think we sure. we all see some guys that I think will fit nicely into that. Yeah um spot and, and the, the jets have a ton of cap space as well to spend. Great spot. That's yeah. why I
0: changed my where we do our free agency show. There's a couple of players we already talked about in free agency that we're gonna bring back up again because I've already changed my mind. And there's a running back I would absolutely love for the Jets here.
1: Right. So so I mean good good things for I think guys like Chris Herndon who kind of flashed um but kind of fell off during the Adam Gase era there. I think I think you could see a nice little revival from a guy like Chris Herndon. And Chris Mims. Yeah Chris Mims I told you, former Cleveland Cavalier. My brain is. I told you, my brain it's is like on early overload. 2000s white center <laughs> for the
2: Cleveland Cavaliers. Wow, that's a throwback. But
1: Mims, anyway, um on the outside, it Denzel could also, Mims. That Den, is Denzel out Mims. Of Paylor, could, could see a nice little bump, Denzel yep. Washington. Oh my God! I told you, my brain. <laughs> I told you guys. I didn't tell everyone.
0: Yeah, I like Chris Herndon here. I loved. I loved Denzel Mims in the system. Like you said, him coming over. Uh, bringing Lafleur and, like, Le, like you said, Lafleur is coming from Kyle Shanahan, 49ers, mm-hmm. But he's been with Kyle Shanahan for the last six years, and you mentioned that his offense. So wh- what is he going to do if he, he sim you know he he copies his offense a little bit and utilizes it to make it his own? Kyle Shanahan runs a you know he's one of the best offense defensive sure. coordinators in the league. He runs a very fast and innovative offense that runs a ton of outside zone run plays, but also a lot of play action. And he has a ton of motion to confuse those defenses. I saw on ESPN that the 49ers were top in the league last year when it caught came to using motion. And they're going to use that, which is going to be completely different than the Jets did last year. Cause last year the Jets offense was terrible. They used the motion, the least in the league, they had the least amount of points, the least amount of yards is going to go to a situation where the Jets now have a nice button offensive line here. They get Mackay Becton, who looked great last year, who was actually quoted at the Combine saying, uh, I love to run the outside and inside zone. It's one of my favorite things to do, get out there, and kind of command those defensive players. So with those two good cat tackles and Becton, they got George Fant as well. This is an offense that, w- you know, if he brings the system in, who's the running back going to be? So to me, this tells me, it doesn't tell me, I think it's more likely they're gonna f- grab a running back that's gonna be a quality running back either through the draft, maybe a guy like Javante Williams, Travis Etienne, Najee Harris. Uh, again, there's a running back we're gonna talk about the next show that I think would be a great fit as well here because they have the money to spend on here to help their. It's Frank the Gore, else. isn't
2: it?
1: It's Frank Gore. You got me. I don't want to. I don't want to
0: ruin the show.
1: Spoiler. So, so a hundred year old Frank Gore.
0: I think this (laughs) offense could do a lot for Sam Darnold if they they elect to keep him. If they went elsewhere and they want to get a little bit more of a mobile guy, a guy like maybe Trey Lance or a guy like Zach Mm -hmm. Wilson or Justin Fields, I wouldn't be over. I would stick with Sam Darnold personally because I already have investment there, and I would go elsewhere with this pick. But I really like what this does for the running back, and I love what it does for Denzel Mims.
1: Are you afraid that Ant up Gase broke him though? You said <laughs> quarterbacks could be broken. Sure, you, you did say
0: that. <laughs> no, I mean they can be, but like I think they the thing with Darnell fun. though is he's so young. You can he remember we came in yeah. the league at 20 yeah. years old, so they, there's so much room there. And we saw what Ryan Tannehill did that, and like what he did when he moved on. And I think that's what he need to start off with well, Sam Darnold is keep everything short, simple, and, and help let Denzel Mim just smoke on the outside. Uh, LaFleur is actually a former college quarterback.
2: So if there's any position that I feel like he would be able to really invest in, it would be that quarterback position. And I remember hearing about, you know, just just learning, I was trying to learn a lot about Kyle Shanahan and what he was doing. And it talked about how um, oh, uh, Mike McDaniel... And LaFleur and Kyle Shanahan, after after the games were over, they would just shut themselves in a room and like they wouldn't talk to anybody for like ever. And they would go over like all of these finer points and details of what they need to be doing to build this offense. And so he spent a lot of time with Kyle Shanahan just developing all of these little nuances and all of these things. And we know Robert Sala was also there in, with the 49ers. Right. We haven't touched on him as much because he's not going to do as much with the play calling and things like that. But this is another guy, Sala, that one of his favorite things to do is sit down and play chess. So we're talking about high level intellectuals here that I think they're going to build some really, really unique things here.
0: I play chess every day. Am I high, high intellectual? Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, so, so this is these are the types of guys though that I think they are going to be running a very high level offense. I think they're going to be looking for very smart intelligent players that can do these concepts and a lot of the motions and a lot of the different nuanced things uh, that that they're going to want to do. So I'm excited to see what happens. It, it's
0: now. fantasy football gold gold this Kyle Shanahan, Gary Kubiak yep. offense that they run at Kyle, you know, Mike Shanahan, you know, Mike Shanahan, mm-hmm. Gary Kubiak, they kind of were like the the godfathers of this offense here kind of just like uh the West Coast offense goes back to oh my god! I forgot his name all of a sudden from San oh, Francisco, Walsh. Bill Walsh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it, Look at it, the it, young guy. That. And, yeah. and it's, it's I could
1: picture his face, and I couldn't <laughs> uh, names today. Just <laughs> not, not happening. happening. Not it's happening. something could
0: be very. Well, there's not a lot of things you love about the Jets right now, but if things go well with like Michael LaFleur, what he could do here, we'll see him as a head coach soon, and we'll, it'll be reflected on the offensive skill players he has. I think it really is going to revolve though about who is behind the backfield and whoever is that Jets running back. I think this would be a very valuable fantasy asset for the 2021 season. I'm excited to find out who that is, whether it be free agency or through the draft. Uh, if the, if the draft, if the, if the, if they draft a guy like Javante Williams, that'd be a huge, huge boost yeah, for sure me in value. He's a he's a nice
1: little one cut and go type of guy. I think he would fit nice in his own in zone read uh, scheme.
0: And I want to see, and I want to see the I want to see I want to see a guy who could be a three down player in this offense. I want to see a guy who can catch the football well. On that outside zone to be that dump off guy as well. And again, when you have a guy like Beckton, that guy's like a tsunami in front of you, just blocking people. He he
1: really got it. I mean, (laughs) that's a great description. He is ginormous and he's got the longest arms you've ever seen. Also, like, good luck getting away from that guy.
0: So let's move on. Let's move on to the Atlanta Falcons. They bring in a guy like Arthur Smith. Gary, you want to tell us a little bit about uh, Arthur Smith and the Atlanta Falcons?
2: Yeah, Arthur Smith, uh, he has been the offensive coordinator over there in Tennessee. Uh, for a while now. And what really excites me about him is obviously the running game. Mm-hmm. Like he has gotten, he has built that offense around Derrick Henry. Right now, there is not a running back in place though in Atlanta.
1: Right. We have Todd this, Gurley that this, was there last year. This is very similar to the other situation here with the Jets where it's like, this is a, this is a
0: guy that wants to run the ball. He wants to but? run the football. I, I got another great well. free agency fit for this here too. And we go to the free agency. <laughs> okay. All right. Great fit. Great, fantastic fit, fantastically fantastic fit. Devonte Freeman, bring him back. We've <laughs> got Frank Gore and Devonta Freeman. <laughs> I was going to say, say Frank Gore, but I love that choice too. <laughs> hey, a lot of F's going on here. A little Freeman, a little Frank. Ooh, hey, 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 we're hey, the, hey, we're hey, the hey, beans. Hey. We're the beans. Go on. Uh, so that's that's the big thing.
2: He's going to run a, a very power heavy mm-hmm. offense, but right now there's not really as much of the personnel in place to do some of the things that. I would assume he would want to do. We do still have Matt Ryan here, but this is an offense that could shift on a dime any minute. They could easily, they have the number four overall pick. They could easily end up taking a quarterback. A lot of new regimes like to get their guy. It's going to be really interesting to see if they think they still have the pieces in place to win this year, or if he's going to be the coach that starts the new rebuild. I'm really curious to see how all of that ends up playing out, but I do really like him. Uh, and it's also, we, we've we emphasized, and, and everyone does, and I just did as well, all the things he does in the running game. But let's give him some credit for what he did with Ryan Tannehill, turning his career around a little bit too. He's done some nice things with their receivers. So I'm a big fan of Arthur Smith here. I just don't know if all the
0: pieces are going to be in place. We'll see. I've got some stuff here for you. oh so, stuff go, me. Ahead. go ahead.
1: Go ahead. I've
0: got, I've got, first of all, I've got a player that you should be excited about here in okay. Atlanta that would not, that anybody's thinking about. I think, I think it's easy. Everybody's like, oh, Arthur Smith's going here, the running game. Who's going to be the running back in Atlanta? That's easy to say when your running back is Derrick Henry. And Arthur Smith himself came out and said, it's easy to say that when I have Derrick Henry. He actually quoted saying, you could also be very successful doing exactly what Cleveland does. That's what he said, because Cleveland has two quality running backs. He's like, we have Derrick Henry, so we just fed Derrick Henry. He's like, if I have multiple good running backs or I just have multiple running backs, then I will use all those running backs. Mm -hmm. They had Derrick Henry. So there's a very good chance that and they don't get the a big guy kind of like that. Sure. You're gonna, that running back will be overinflated immediately because people are gonna just automatically think Derrick Henry kind of carries. When in reality, that running back's only gonna be getting about 15 carries per game. What I want to tell you the players should be overly excited about here in Atlanta is again, you mentioned Ryan Tannehill. I think the first thing R. Smith Smith has to do is get Matt Ryan right and get him back to the, the talented level. And I think he could probably do that by doing a lot of things there. Um that they did in Tennessee by keeping things short and sweet. And how do they do that? They utilize the short, the, the, the middle of the field. Arthur Smith was a former tight end coach, mm-hmm. right? And you, you'd be surprised, but he utilized the tight end a ton Delaney in Tennessee Walker, yep. between multiple guys. Johnny Smith last year, 65 targets, Anthony Furkser. 53 yep. targets, Jeff Swaim, 12 targets, Mikil Pruitt, targets a total of 138 targets out of 485 that's 28% of the targets went to the tight end we're talking about AJ Brown we're talking about the breakout year of Corey Davis 28% of the targets went to the tight end it just so happened to be a lot of tight ends so you really couldn't See a breakout guy? Right.
1: There. They're, they're gonna run a lot of two tight end sets and stuff like that. Yep.
0: This helped keep the offense efficient with easy and short-range targets for Ryan Tanhill, which made him a top eight fantasy football quarterback. Last year, Atlanta, their tight ends, caught 16% of their passes. Hearst led the way with 56 receptions. So you're talking about a player that could take a big step forward into some fantasy relevance. Now, I talked Hayden Hearns' stuff last year a ton, so I'm not going to jump back in in there, but I'm going to step my toe back in that water. If you're looking for some high upside player, look for a guy who's a former tight end coach that his offense has proven over history to target the tight end heavily. And when you got guys like Juju, Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley on the outside, it's going to be really easy to open up that middle. Work field. that middle. Yep. I think a lot of focus on Atlanta is going to go to the running game just because Arthur Smith came from Tennessee. But we all know Derrick Henry is a different mold of a running back Absolutely. than you can bring in anywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, they get Najee Harris. Great, you know, but there's not many running backs that you could bring in that would give me that excited. I think that's almost going to be a trap for a lot of fantasy players that I'm not selling. I'd be more closer to selling a running back if I didn't love it, if it's not just a couple of guys, sure. and try and get a boost. And I, and I said, Hayden Hurst right now is a very low-value dynasty tight end. There's a lot of targets that could potentially be going his way. And he could see, even with some other help out there, I know they have like Jaden Graham, you know. But say he sees 20% of the targets. When you see 20% of the targets a tight end, you're starting to get that tight end one category. And how efficient can he be? And we saw, again, he utilized, I think... I think he utilized the middle just the same as he did here, having Calvin Ridley and Julio. Because I love AJ Brown and Corey Davis the next much, much as the next guy, but I'll take Julio and Calvin Ridley over AJ Brown and Corey Davis any day of the week. So I think Hayden Hurst is a nice sneaky well, target. And, here. and
2: and that was one of the things that I was talking about. I don't know that they have the personnel like the Football Outsiders rated Atlanta's offensive line as the twenty sixth worst last year. So.
1: They've I, aged, yeah, and it hasn't been, you know, it's kind of been deteriorating, I feel like for the past about 3 years. And that's what I'm yep.
0: targeting with that that high, the sure. six overall pick. I'm not I'm I'm riding Matt Ryan another year and I'm go, you know, you're paying you're paying Julio the money. Right. You're paying Matt Ryan the money. So go offensive line here and help the team out cuz it's a good offensive line draft.
2: Yeah, this is this is one of the better especially at tackle. This is one of the better classes. And I agree
1: form. and the one thing I, I feel like you you kind of didn't touch on there that I that I did at least want to mention cuz uh, I said it on the, the last Nerd Herd uh episode was the fact that they're gonna utilize the the play action pass. That's what they're really trying to set up. They're trying to run, they're trying to pound you, they're trying to pound you, they're trying to pound you to set up easy passes over the middle, but also play action passes as well. So I, I feel like that's gonna be a big repertoire for them going into going into this next season. A lot of easy passes for for Matt Ryan, um, if they decide to stick stick with him, which I, I feel like they're going to as well. I agree with you, Rich.
0: Moving on, LA Chargers bring in Brandon Staley, the former defensive coordinator for the Rams, but he was also a former college quarterback, former quarterback. and they bring in, yep. The big thing here, though, is they bring an offensive co- coordinator, Joe Lombardi, from the New Orleans Saints. Uh, J- Joe Lombardi's going to come in here. He's going to co- coach up Justin Herbert, who is going to go on to his fifth offensive coordinator in five years, coming off a record-setting year where he threw 4,300 passing yards and 36 touchdowns. But Lombardi is known throughout the NFL as a good quarterback's coach. And we're good, Drew Brees is going to be great for a guy like Justin Herbert. So yep. a lot of people are, like, worried about, oh, you know, like what's going to happen now? Herbert just lost. Lost Anthony Lynn, I think he's actually upgrading here, from mm-hmm. from a from a quarterback standpoint with a guy like Joe Lombardi. Anthony Lynn was a running backs guy. He right. was a running backs guy. He was. But at the same time, we don't see anything. We don't see it hurt because he's already talking up. Like he wants to, He saw. He saw that Keen Allen and Mike Williams didn't get a thousand yards. He's like, we need to utilize those weapons. And he's like, we have Austin Eckler again. We're talking about a guy who's coming from a situation where he knows how to utilize that pass catcher running back as well. Coming from a guy like Alvin Kamara. So for me, this offensive coordinator and Joe Lombardi, it, it's it's like keep guiding that ship. You already have you. Know, you have a very nice vessel. Just keep just keep going with and, keep and it and going.
1: And it's more than just Alvin Kamara. It's Alvin Kamara. It goes back to like Reggie Bush. I gotta notice and, that. I gotta and, and, notice and,
0: that we have to stop calling him Kamara. It's Kamara. Kamara. Yeah, it is Kamara. It is. Yeah. People, somebody yelled at us like Kamara. We would say Kamara. My song. name's O'Hara. I should be able to say
1: Kamara. Like I should know that. Why don't I know that? It's Kamara. I got it now. It's in my brain.
0: Kamara. Go. Kamara.
1: Um, I lost my train of thought, man. You but, totally but cut me off. Like he, you he's do.
2: even said, like people call me both. I don't really care. Oh, so I, I he's like, even come out and said he doesn't care. I like Kamara better. Oh, than it Kamara. goes back to Darren Sproles.
1: It goes back to yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I was yeah. Darren
0: Sproles was there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so Joe Lombardi's Reggie Bush. Yeah, Reggie Bush. It goes way back to 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 just. It goes past Kamara. Kamara. Um. Now I'm not, now I'm not gonna know what's what. Yep. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna get it wrong no matter how no how matter how sure. I say it. I'm, I'm gonna have it wrong. Uh, so Joe Lombardi has a a a. a very very long history i think of throwing to the running backs so i think you can definitely expect to see um gosh names uh austin eckler thank you very much Aston
0: Ackler. austin eckler
1: austin eckler get a lot of catches in, in this upcoming season
2: it'll be interesting to see what happens with the tight ends here mm-hmm. in this on this team too because hunter henry is a free agent they could franchise tag him They could work out a deal but at this point it's, Donald it's, parham it's it, it's it's definitely looking like he's probably leaving so do they do that, or are they one of these teams that look to a draft and, and take one of these top three guys? A guy like Kyle Pitts would be a lot of fun on this team. They it would. Yep. It
0: would be a lot of fun on this. It would be a great draft pick. Or like you mentioned, a guy like Brevin, Brevin or, Jordan, yeah, yep. going down later, or even a guy like Pat Friermuth, who's kind of in that Hunter Henry role. Yeah, so it would be he, a much
2: more similar st- style fit.
0: Yeah. So we'll we'll. It. Right now, everything's still hunky dory in L. A. Like you still love everything that's there. Nothing's really changing from that aspect so we can move on.
2: And I love, even though he's a defensive coach, I love that he comes from an offensive frame of mind. Like I love that that's all going to mesh well together.
0: It should. Uh, Dan Campbell goes to Lions. We kind of already hit on this a little bit. We did a show. Just to recap, if you didn't see that show, uh, Dan Campbell, the former Miami intern head coach, Mm -hmm. tight ends, and assistant head coach in New Orleans, the big thing here is like he comes from New Orleans, and they also bring Anthony Lynn, former head coach of the Chargers, as his offensive coordinator. Swift. This all bolds well for Dynasty skyrocketing value for DeAndre Swift and TJ Hawkinson. This yep. offense will yep. run through those two players, and they both should see significant jumps in their production yep. and fantasy value overall. We don't know who the number one receiver is going to be there. Do they bring Kenny Galladay back? Do they franchise him? They're, they're going to have a number one Receiver to offset Quintus Sivis. but even so,
1: they don't have a lot of money though. And they they're actually negative in the cap, just, just a little bit, like a, a million and a half or so, but they're negative in the
0: cap right now. That being said, this offense will run through DeAndre Swift mm-hmm. and it's going to run through TJ Hawkinson. If you could buy DeAndre Swift right now, God bless you. If you could buy TJ Hawkinson, you need to, and we're going to do a YouTube video on that too. So make sure you get that. You, make sure you subscribe to that YouTube channel because again, these are these are topics we want to hit up on YouTube. Again, five minute videos about players that we think you should target and sell, and hit them up in depth real quick. It's it's, it's a huge reason why you should subscribe to the YouTube channel. Yep, for little videos like that, just to make yourself a better dynasty player. Again, we talk about buy, sell at the right time. We're going to try and help you guide you that with our opinion, and hopefully we're right more than we're wrong. But we'll be wrong sometimes, and it
1: happens, man. Sorry, not well, sorry. You got to you put nope. yourself out there. Right? No one bats a thousand.
0: So. Again, that that's that's lions in a nutshell. Great offensive coordinator. Seems like they we'll find out what they have in a head coach. Moving on. Yep. Eagles bring in Nick Siriani, former offensive coordinator in Indy, spent the last three years under Frank Wright yep. with the Colts. Where they traded, Carson Wentz to. So Yeah, it's I, very it's
1: a very, yeah, very meshed coaches. uh thing going on right there. And
0: he runs a lot of like what Doug Peterson runs too. Like those right. are like I think so, they I think they wanted the to get same. they wanted
1: to get rid of Doug Peterson. They were like how can we keep this as together cohesive. as possible and cohesive so they went out and got a guy basically from the, they plucked him from the same tree, you know what I mean? And, and so not much I don't think is going to change here either. From a coaching standpoint. I mean, I, I think the offensive coordinator came from... Steichen, yeah. Steichen came from the Chargers, but he also worked with Reich and all these other guys prior to... So yeah, spent,
2: they spent like seven seasons together. Yeah, like exactly. So
1: it's all going to be the same system. It's all going to be uh, relatively the same.
2: I, it's, he did all right with Justin Herbert, too, by the way. He
1: did pretty good last year with <laughs> Justin Herbert. That was Justin Herbert's OC last year. Um, so I guess we'll see... How they kind of mesh everything with Jalen Hurts—that's going to be the—that's going to be the X factor, and and the only difference you're going to see in the offense is kind of how they make it his offense. Because I feel like last year they were running Wentz's offense, and Hurts was in it. I mm-hmm. guess we'll see how they kind of mesh it and make it work for Hurts. Well, that well,
0: bad boy right through Dallas Goddard.
2: Well, you know what, and and I I do got to get Steichen some credit. They did a great job now. Granted, Justin Herbert's incredible. Mm-hmm. But they did a great job of transitioning from it being Tyrod Taylor's offense right. to Justin Herbert's offense pretty quickly. Yeah. So if they're able to adapt that quickly, if they have a whole offseason to do it, yeah. I would assume that they're going to do a pretty good job. I think it more, for this, the, the the coaching stuff was almost a moot point. It's can they get weapons and can they get an offensive line? like The, the coaching staff at this point almost doesn't even matter to me. Well, it doesn't fixer. matter. It
1: doesn't matter, especially when it barely changed. I mean, it changed, right. but the system's all the same. So exactly. it doesn't. It, it really is not much of a factor.
0: Yeah, and then lastly, the Texans hired David Culley. I know you might be thinking, what's who? going on here? It could be David Scully from Next Files, because I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. It's a big
1: mystery for me. He was the passing game coordinator for the Ravens.
0: He's 65 years he old. Wah, doesn't wah, pass. Wah. Yeah. So let How me, did that
1: guy get an let interview? Me, like, let what me, the heck, man?
0: I'm going to tell you what I know about David Cully, <laughs> yeah. and then I'm going to stop, because this is all I know. Yeah. All right? Because right, there's not even a lot, besides Deshaun Watson, I don't know who you love on the Texans in the first place. I don't know where you're going after that. And but,
1: they, and, and before you get into that, they they
0: kept the offensive coordinator from last year. So go ahead. There you go. <laughs> he's a former passing game coordinator like Matt said for the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. He's 65 years old. He's just the oldest first-time head coach ever. He's never been a coordinator in the NFL in his life, kind of like his former head coach, Harbaugh. He was a receivers coach for Andy Reid in Philly and assistant head coach and receivers coach in, for Reid in Kansas City. He was Josh Allen's quarterback coach his rookie year under Sean McDermott. In Baltimore, he helped orchestrate the number one Russian offense in the NFL and led the NFL in scoring in twenty nineteen, averaging thirty three point two points per game. But he was the passing game coordinator. That being said, <laughs> that is I I already had his hand in it a little bit. Like okay. he helped. He said my
2: passer runs. I gotta be involved.
0: <laughs> so I mean, you got Houston, you got Deshaun Watson for now.
2: For now. Good luck, guys. And that's the thing. Like, right. how disjointed all is all this going to be? This does not seem like the guy Deshaun Watson wanted. This is, I think. They just really set him up they're going. Co- yeah, they're like,
0: all right, the who's going to be the easiest coach to fire in two years when we finally get the ship right now? Like, I'll hire the six-year-old former passing game coordinator for Baltimore. Yeah. What's his name? David Scully? Yeah, I like the X-Files. <laughs> Let's do, it. Let's do it. Does it. Does anybody else got something? Because that's all I have for David. Call. I don't honestly. No, man. I don't. And Houston's this, a train wreck. I mean, is there any dynasty asset you want in there right now besides Sean Watson? Anything? No. You no. want David Johnson on your team? No. Well, I'll take Dude Johnson as a flyer for super cheap. I mean, hey, you gotta get across the ocean uh, somehow. They're
1: they. Have, I think they're spending the second most out of anybody. It's, it's either second or third most out of the, anybody in the NFL at the running back position. And they have got the absolute worst running backs imaginable. David Johnson, Duke Johnson,
0: Dwayne Johnson. Hilliard,
1: mm-hmm. uh, they just signed. I think they just like they re-up buddy buddy Howell. Yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. and, and they Kevin like, Mack out there? Yeah. The Kevin Mack might be out there. So they're, I don't know, man, that, whole, that whole Houston team is a wreck, like you were saying, man. Set they, them back, baby. They're they're tough. So, there there was one that wasn't on the sheet that I just wanted to at least go over because it's an offensive coordinator switch, technically. Sure. I mean, it's the Kubiak um, son taking over for, for, for Gary Kubiak. I just wanted to at least mention that, you know, things are going to stay the same there, I would imagine. He's going to have a, a slight twist on it, whatever, you know. It's a different set, own brand, a different set of eyes, so to Shut speak. Shut up, Dad! But, but, I got my own <laughs> thing. Depends yeah. how you twist it, man. Exactly. T- but but it I twist too
0: hard. You're like ah, I twisted just right. You're like ah.
1: I wouldn't expect it to change much at all. But I at least wanted to mention no, it, no, that Clint point. that Clint took over for his dad. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. And with that
0: being said, that's a wrap on the show today, ladies gentlemen. We'll be back next week with more amazing Dynasty content. But in the meantime, if you enjoy the show, please leave us a rating review on iTunes. It only helps promote Mm -hmm. the show, helps the show get out there. It's a very easy, free way to help the show. Get to iTunes, leave us a rating review. If you don't want to leave us a good review, just don't even bother. Just stay. stay (laughs) (laughs) Move on to the next show. Don't waste uh, your time with
1: negativity. If you do like the show, please leave a rating review. It helps out. Like
0: we mentioned, get to the YouTube channel, like, subscribe, hit that notifications button. Uh, we got tons of content going there as well. And, of course, join the Nerd Herd. There's never a more important time than to be a Nerd Herd member than right now. As we get into these rookie... we got to remember... It's
2: getting so close. When oh my we gosh. do
0: our rookie breakdowns, we do half on the free show, half on the Nerd Herd show. It's our only way to get through all that. And, of course, it's paid content. But for the price of a cup of coffee, even if you just join for that section, for the yeah. rookie content... Totally. Join, join us you for will, like six, seven weeks. You will, be the, you will come away... More prepared for your rookie draft than you could ever possibly be. It'd be your best six dollars you've ever invested mm-hmm. in your dynasty team, and you'll probably stick around because we're so awesome. And then if you're really so inclined, you gotta get the nerd, you get the dynasty GM. You as get well. that GM, man. And you'll and we're, never we're, let go. We have some new features coming out soon. When <sighs> these new features come out, I just want to mention as well the pricing of the GM and the nerd herd will be going up slightly, not a lot, but slightly. But if you subscribe now, guess what?
1: Grandfathered in.
0: Yeah, like my granddaddy. You're always in my heart never price never goes up. You're locked in
1: just like his granddad. Like, like like grand just yeah. like you said, yeah, granddad, granddaddy,
0: granddaddy, granddaddy. <laughs> okay, granddaddy. Okay. So make sure you get there today. Give it a try. And remember, if you just want to see what the dynasty GM could do for you and your dynasty teams, it's free The it's try awesome. right now. Yep. Go to click on Dinosaur GM, hit that free three-day trial, get in there, start playing with it, and just like anything else you start playing with for the first time,
1: you're just never going to stop. Never going to stop. It's just an email address. You don't even have to put in a credit card or anything. Ooh right? la la. Yeah.
0: We'll be back next week. Adios.